Welcome to the Keep Idaho Red Radio Show, where you'll hear from national, statewide, and local Republican leaders about the issues that are most important to Idahoans today. Now, please welcome Tom Luna and Vic Miller. Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio here on 580-KIDO, 107.5 FM and KLIX in the Magic Valley. And right. Vic, uh, we've had a great show so far, right. and we're going to welcome back uh, Dustin Manwaring, who was elected to seat A in the Idaho House District 29, right. and most recently was then ter- was elected caucus chair right. for the Republican caucus. And, and last week we had Chuck Winder, that's right. pro tem, <laughs> and Mike, Representative Mike Moyle, Mike who Moyle, was elected as right. a speaker. And so the House has all new leadership, mm-hmm. and one of those important roles of leadership is the caucus chair. So welcome back to uh, Keep Idaho Red Radio, uh, Representative Manwaring. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate being on the show. You bet, and we're grateful to have you on. Hey, real quick, uh, Dustin, we want to talk about two things before we jump into some of the issues. One is just quickly explain to people what is a caucus chair and what is what are some of your responsibilities? Yeah, the caucus chair is a role that has a few specific responsibilities day-to-day, but one of the most important ones is, is having caucus meetings, right? So we bring in the, the Republican members on our side, which is the House side. So I'm the House caucus chair. We'll bring in the Republican members into a confidential meeting, and we'll talk about the issues. And, and that's important for us to have. And so we try to get consensus. We try to learn from each other and, and sort of talk those things out come to the table and and sometimes there's competing bills where you're trying to get people to work together and compromise on but that's where you know you hear you hear people talking about what happens behind the closed doors and and a lot of times it's in those caucus meetings um where we kind of hammer out those issues so 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 do you kind of keep uh track of kind of where votes are on certain pieces of legislation and 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 to you know uh you know just to try to help manage those through the through the house yeah, I mean, my role probably isn't so much as a vote, tabulating votes necessarily, but tabulating the issues, right? Making sure I have a good gauge of what the issues are from the members, our Republican members in the House, uh, well, even some of the Democrat issues, so we can gauge, you know, how those issues yeah. are going to confront us. But, but, uh, but, yeah, making sure I understand those issues so I can bring them and making sure I'm bringing those people in and, and encouraging them to, to speak their voice to the rest of the caucus um, to, to build that consensus. I really see my role as helping every legislator in our caucus be successful. Um, every legislator has different different tools they come with and different things to contribute. Mm. And I think the caucus role is to bring bring everybody together and every individual and help make them a successful legislator. Well, we had um, we had Speaker of the House elect Mike Moyle on last week, and one thing he's committed you to, and you might as well know it, is you, maybe you heard it, was that he's expecting you to have a lot more caucus meetings. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I have heard that repeatedly. I I, I think we will, right? With well, you have, you have what, 40 new yeah. representatives, right? So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of training and a lot of things to learn and a lot of information to share. So, I, I, I expect that'll be a, a very valuable to have more and not less caucus meetings with uh, with so many new freshmen. I think so, and I think if we get it off to get get off to a great start, uh, I'm I'm excited actually with this yeah. freshman class. You know, you're pretty nervous when you see the number of people coming in, but after meeting several of them and attending some of the orientation with them and going through our reorganization session a couple weeks ago. I'm excited about this new incoming class. They're 
pretty pragmatic in my in my sense, and I think we have a great group, particularly in the house. I'm excited to work with. Great. Well, uh, Dustin, uh, we're, and folks, we're visiting with Dustin Manwaring. He's the uh, legislative House member from District 29, Seat A, and he's a caucus chair in the Republican uh, caucus there in the House. And uh, Dustin, one of the things we wanted to quickly touch base with is you're one of the few legislators that, when you run for office, uh, when uh, that you actually have uh, a competitive general election, and and I think evidences of that is uh, in 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 your district you won, but the Republican running for the other House seat and the senator came up a bit short, right? So it's very very competitive, and I, I think a lot of people just assume that after you get done with the primary in Idaho, that the Republicans just kind of, you know, run the table. So talk to us a bit about the dynamics of living in a district where, uh, you know, it, it can be oftentimes less than 100 votes that are going to decide uh, who uh, who's going to, who wins. Yeah, he's in one of the battleground. Yeah. There's four districts, uh, 6, 15, 26, and 29. There he's in go. one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're a university town. We have remnants of Union Pacific Railroad. We have, you know, union labor here. Uh, so, so it is, it is the district that kind of what we call the, the purple district. And, and you're sort of appeasing to both sides when you get to the general, right? I mean, this year I had a primary and a general. So, you know, you're running, running within your party and then you're running against the, the Democrats when you get to the general. And, you know, you have to be able to have a pulse or a sense for, you know, what the issues are that are most important to these voters that are coming out in the general. And, I, you know, I look at it as, as a something that I really enjoy. I enjoy being in a district where I have a general election. I think it makes me a good legislator yeah. um, listening to, to, frankly, the broad spectrum of perspective of, of the issues. And, um, you know, when I'm, when I, I'm someone that, you know, when I'm knocking doors for a general race, you know, you're trying to go after those people that are kind of the swing voter independents. Um, you know, those, those are the voters you're, you're trying to make a difference in these types of elections. And so and that's the difference really between this, this district and others is, is, you know, that type of voter is, is, you know, pretty prevalent here. So we're speaking with Dustin Manwaring, uh, who's new, the, the new caucus chair, uh, Representative Manwaring, last week when we had the speaker on, he was talking about some of the issues uh, that he expected to come up. One of the things he mentioned is because he's in leadership, he doesn't really drive the the issues as much as he did. So he was the tax guy, right? And now he's not going to be the one bringing all that legislation. What's the change for you as at the caucus level in terms of what you can do? And then maybe talk a little bit about what you think are the most important, uh, what's the most important issue that's going to confront the uh, House this year? Yeah. Well, I think, I think Speaker Moyle has, has that reputation for being um, deeply involved and deeply understanding of the of tax policy in Idaho, and he's served on that committee for a lot of years. And I, I, I've served on that Rev and Tax Committee with him the last session, and so I had a, I had a sense for that. I, and I will continue to serve on the Revenue Tax Committee in the House this year. Um, and I think the connection between being the caucus chair and then being on that committee and then having Speaker Moyle with that background is a good connection for us to be able to continue to work on good tax policy. I know Representative Monks um, quite well, and I, I'm looking forward to working with him on that on that yes. tax committee. And I, I think taxes will continue to be continue to be important, right? I mean, one one of 
sort of the three main issues for Republicans, less government, reduce taxes, you know, provide for individual liberties. And I don't think we're going to lose sight of reducing taxes. But I think this year in particular, I I expect not to see the emphasis on reduction in in income taxes necessarily, but more and more focus once again on reduction in property taxes. We continue to to look for sort of the silver silver bullet, and I don't think there is one on property taxes, but we continue to chip away at at that, and I think we'll continue to do so this year. So I think think that will be one of the focus focus pieces within, within the tax committee in particular this year is is property tax relief what about um so so another another interesting topic kind of at the very end of our interview remember that with mike moyle we've yeah. been talking about this it seems like the same issues it's taxes it's education it's transportation it's water one thing that he mentioned at the very end to say hey kind of watch out for this it's kind of gone under the radar but we need to bring it back up is medicaid expansion yeah and the fact that medicaid has become the largest single part of the budget in the state, and it's just grown tremendously since the proposition right passed. And right, so any do you have any thoughts on like what can the state do practically, or what what legislation can be brought forth, and how do we this, shine a bright light on it? Yeah, how do we how do we kind of raise that issue a little bit, maybe make it a little yeah. more known? It, it, this issue is of concern, and it, it is a year where we're going to have, you'll see Medicaid expansion under review in the Germain Health and Welfare Committees. So it, it, will have, it will have sort of a spotlight in those committees more than it's had in the past. But because of the cost, the cost of a run, I think that's really driving this sentiment. You know, it, you may have heard it stated this way, but it's costing more than public education, right? And so when you put it in that perspective, you're thinking, man, do we do we really want to be spending more on Medicaid than our than educating our kids in the state of Idaho? And 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 you've asked, you know, what can we do? And I think one of the things we're, we're, that I'm looking forward to doing seriously is we've got to we've got to have the data. We've got to look at, at at this Medicaid expansion over the last few years, particularly over the COVID years. And figure out, you know, where are the where are the places where we have these cost overruns? Because I, I'll bet you we can find them. Um, I was talking to someone this morning earlier, and he, he was committed to trying to help, you know, start looking at some of those some of those Medicaid um, Medicaid expansion dollars and, and where they've gone, and sort of chase down and track down some of the areas that maybe are costing us too much. But I think they're going to be under they're going to be under a microscope this year, just based on cost, because we got to we got to get that under control. Well, you know, Representative Manwaring, one of the things that I remember when this uh, proposition was on the ballot, it was you know many of the same people <clears throat> that are constantly. Uh, pounding the table and saying we're underfunding education, we're underfunding education are the same ones that were behind this Medicaid expansion. And the, they were told then that it's it's just a couple of years and it's going to start affecting the state's ability to put more revenue into education. And well, here we are. So let, let's talk about education. It's always an issue. It's an issue that's always near and dear to me. But, uh, but um, one of the things we've had conversations with other legislators about is the four $430 million that was set aside by the legislature for education, and then also what kind of policies we can anticipate this coming session that uh, focus specifically on education. And mixing in the money that we get from the land fund, That's too, right. right? That's right, yeah. For education. Yeah, well, I think, I think we're committed to using it using this money we dedicated in this special session for improvements to education. Now, now, the form and what that looks like, I think, is what we're going to be arguing about. 
And I talked and I talked I mentioned property tax relief earlier, but I really think there's a tie here between using some of this money for property tax relief. If you look at it in the sense of relieving some of these school districts from their bonds, supplementals, um, maybe even some safe school issues, there's there's plenty of districts and schools that are around the state that can't pass a bond. I mean, if, if we used some of this some of this money, some sort of a it could be a grant program. I, I don't know exactly what form it'll come up will come up with, but I think that will directly go into property tax relief, and we're also improving education in Idaho if we can help with these some of these facilities issues. So I think I think that one, for, at least for me, uh, but we'll see we'll see what the rest of the legislature wants to do. Um, you know, I think is one option where we can kind of do both um, with that money. And I think when we also look at the, uh, the many, many other opportunities when it comes to education, and there's many, many other issues that we can visit with you about, and we're going to have you back uh, once the legislature kicks in. This governor gives his state of the state, and we're looking for uh, input on that And as your committee and your work continues. But Dustin Manwaring, thank you for being a guest here on Keep Idaho Red uh, radio. And, radio, and uh, appreciate your leadership. And uh, folks, uh, we're wrapping up a show, and uh, we'll be back next week with more guests and more relevant information about Idaho.